Today on the Pondator Podcast, how to get out of your head and over all those hurdles you think are in your way in terms of making content. Today on the Pollinator Podcast, a man who knows a lot about building things, whether it be a sustainable building or it be a sustainable brand. Mr. Pablo Gonzalez, thank you for being here with us today. Thank you, Mr. Dukes. I am happy to be back in your presence and uh, getting to pick your brilliant brain, man. Thanks for, thanks for putting me on your stage, man. It's something that I don't, um, I don't take lightly. I appreciate it. Well, I appreciate you and the, the reciprocity here and, and you know, coming on yours. A, uh, a while back, but, um, you know, people, people that don't know us or, or kind of know the background, like we've known each other for almost 10 years now, right about, right about that time, um, in, in doing it. And, you know, I was just getting started in my business. We met in the, the greater Miami chamber and the leadership Miami program, you know, doing all this great community service. You were the, you know, director of sustainability and lead certification for a big developer back then. And then slowly that's just kind of, that's changed. And, uh, and now you're, now you're doing new stuff and, uh, and now you're helping building brands instead of building. So tell us, tell us a little bit about that. And, uh, and, and tell us a little bit about this, this thing back here, you had me right. The old game versus the new game. What is that all about? Yeah, man. Uh, that's a, that's a really good intro of framing this old game versus new game thing. Well, when we met, I was just getting into my civic engagement journey and I'm so, I'm so grateful for it. Right. Like I, most of, most of the soft skills and the things that really pay my bills these days, I learned by being active in our community, creating groups that support a greater cause, understanding how to connect with people, understanding how to, how relationships are, are built off of value and the value you can drive to others, not how cool you can be. Right. Which was what I thought before. And, you know, that's, that's led me from, being the director of sustainability to this big construction company to being a business developer. And my, my, my first idea of it was this idea of community creation and value added business development that I learned from you, man, right? Like learned from doing the leadership Miami stuff and, and getting groups together. And at a certain point, being able to leverage the young professional groups that we had built and that, that we were serving charities with to have my own audiences with people that I wanted to, to take meetings with. And it, it became very apparent to me that the future of how you communicate at scale revolves around how you leverage a stage, right? Mm -hmm. And we're going to get into that at some point, but this old game versus new game thing, Will, I mean, we met 2011. I think that's a good time to start this conversation of the old game. 2011, 2009 to 2011, when you found out about a product or you found out about a company, man, you were maybe putting up a, putting in their, their name into, into the search bar and, and, and maybe putting in SouthFloridaSalesPartners.com and see if they have a website, right? And see what they have to say. Or at best you were checking Google out, right? Like you were, you were searching on Google and normally what you're used to is seeing some ads that would tell you a little bit about how to get in contact with somebody. And then the next logical move was, to hop on a call with their one of their business development people, one of their salespeople, somebody from the company to tell you exactly what this product, what the service is about. Not unlike 
how dating was back then, man. You know, dating back then was you, you, your mom was, was talking, you know, back then I was single, right? Like back then my mom would be talking to her friend, uh, Aurora and, and Aurora would say that she has this niece that is really pretty and really single. And your son's 29 years old. He isn't married yet. And they should talk. So my mom would give her a picture and Aurora would give, would give my mom a picture and, and, and they'd show it to each other. And maybe we show up at a blind date, depending on how recent that picture looks or how much the mutual interest is. But all of that has changed as, as consumers nowadays, whether it's dating or interacting with a company, right? Like nowadays, if you're going to get set up with somebody on a blind date, they're going to, they're going to say, Hey, here's my friend's social media profile. Here's their Tinder or Bumble yeah. or whatever, whatever the kids are doing these days, their profile. And you're able to see, you know, different pictures of them from different angles and do they have a healthy circle of friends and do we know anybody in common and, and you know like what political affiliation do they have right like you can get really deep on people before you decide to before you decide to engage in them and it's the same with companies as consumers right now when we think when you hear about a product and you hear about a service or a software or, or something that or a company that somebody recommends to you the first thing you do is no longer just go to their website you may Look for them on YouTube. Who's reviewing them on YouTube? Who's used this thing on YouTube? How can I yeah. see somebody in action using it? You can go to their social media profiles and see what kind of contextual content they're putting out there. You know, you have all this world of research that you do because people no longer expect to engage with salespeople to start the conversation. They expect right. to engage with salespeople once they already figured out 80 to 90% of, yes, this is a need that I have. Yes, this is a company that I think looks credible. And yes, it looks like other people like me are using this thing in a use case similar to mine. Now I'm gonna talk to a salesperson and, and engage there. So you know, what I was doing socially back then when, when we were together was creating these young professional groups that could all vouch for me. And anybody, anybody that I was gonna go do business with I learned real quick that if, I, if you and I had put together a happy hour or you and I had put together a fundraiser or anything like that for a charity and you gave me a recommendation, it would lead to more business way more than if somebody that just knew me from high school recommended me, right? Because you were going yeah. in there saying, yeah. I've gone to battle with this guy. I've raised $10,000 for a nonprofit alongside this dude. I know that he can pull off an event, right? It's a really, really warm recommendation. And nowadays, I believe that the quickest way to source that type of stuff is to make content about what you're doing, to make topical, right. Right. contextual content to what you are working on, on a day-to-day -day basis with the people that you're working with, who you know, who you admire, the things that you're thinking, you need to be putting that out on a daily basis in order for the person that gets told that, Hey, I should do some business with Will in order for them to not just go to salespartnersoutflorida.com, but to just put in Will Dukes into YouTube or, or Instagram or LinkedIn and be, and, and see all of the ways that you think and how you're different from other people and the way that you serve people and how it applies to my life. So that, that well, to me I, is the old way this new game. So I, I can't tell you how many, how, how many of the opportunities that have just come up in like the last, let's say the last year, two years, um, and, and maybe even a little farther than, than, than that, you know, I got a little complacent last year. We have, so we, we had our best year ever last year, right? We had 30% from the, the, the year before that. And, um, and I, I'll, I'll be honest, I got a little complacent. And then all of a sudden, like towards the end of the year, I was kind of like, Hmm, like what's happening here. And I got to, to looking back at it and, you know, I've, I, when people have asked me, it's like, Oh, where do you get most of your business? And I'm like, Oh, it comes from like networking groups and referrals. 
And I got to looking back at it and actually went through that list. And I'm like, you know what? Like I made the connection with this person in a networking group, but they became my client because they were seeing content that I was putting out at a time. Okay. Like I remember specifically, like I, I, I had a client that, that had, you know, a, a nearly a million dollar dog walking business. Right. And it was because she was seeing stuff that I was posting up on Instagram when I had like this month long or six week kind of span where I was putting something up every day. Right. And I started to discount it because like, man, nothing's happening. Of it. But it was actually doing something right. You know, I've had other opportunities come up because I was doing some stuff on LinkedIn, but I, I stopped it too soon. And so when it came back around in January and, uh, you know, I, I bought into somebody else's kind of course or program to, to say like, oh, this is how you need to go organic. And it was the same stupid stuff, man. Like, I not stupid stuff. It's brilliant stuff. But it's the same stuff we've done for the last 10 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The same stuff. Yeah. Just applied in kind of like this digital thing. And I'm like, did I really just spend all this money on this? But that's that's ultimately like just kind of what shook me awake. And like for the entire month of March, all but one day, six days a week, you know, I was putting something out on video. Then I started to launch this, you know, with the, the podcast after we had talked. And then the, you know, now I've got my new series. That's a bunch of bullshit or, uh, you know, kind of coming up and there's going to be some other things yeah. kind of uh, coming up and rolling out. But, you know, it's, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm kind of having a hard time of even thinking about where to plug this in into our cycle. Cause you know, as we, we've talked about kind of, we, we talk about that whole marketing and sales cycle as, you know, kind of the client cultivation cycle, are you building the soil or planting the seed or nurturing it? And, you know, but this is, it's all the way through and really nurturing and building the soil and you know, just like in a, in a farm or whether it's in your brand, like it's a constant process. It never stops. Right. And it just may change a little bit depending on where you are in that, in that cycle, just like the kind of content that you're producing or you're sending to your folks that are, that are there in your, in your cycle or uh, depending on what stage they're in. Right. Yeah, man. A hundred percent. Like this is, it's, I like how you, I know how you phrase business development as the farming cycle. And I love it. Right. Like it has all these different stages of preparing the soil and planting and reaping and sowing and, you know, preparing it again. And the, the sales cycle is the same way. The beauty of content is that it scales all the way through the cycle, right? Like right. content is the frictionless, no like trust nurturing mechanism that you can create. And if you can get really heady about how am I building in the creation of content as I build it into what I do anyways, right? It's it, you know, people, people like to get lost in, I need to turn on a camera. I got to say something intelligent. And, and they miss the idea that most of the stuff that you think and that you think through already is the reason why your clients want to do business with you. It's not because of what you're thinking is coming down the line. It's because of the way that you think right now. It's because of how you know how to sell right now. So if you can get really good at recording conversations where you're giving people advice and then parceling out those pieces of conversation and distributed them in intelligently across multiple mediums, you're able to take this one seed, right? Like this one interaction between you and I, plant it in 
15 different pots because out of this one conversation, we can hit on six to seven different topics that can be put into a short form video, a longer form video, a quote card, an audio segment that's a podcast, a long form YouTube channel, turn it into a blog, turn it into an email blast. And now you're taking those 15 pots and you are planting them in multiple ecosystems, right? Because YouTube right. is one ecosystem, Twitter is another, Instagram's another, LinkedIn is another, Facebook's another, your email list is another, blog is another, and people speak different languages. Like some people love to just go to a blog and read, right? I, I, yeah. I, I, I barely read my email, right? Like I'm so, I'm like, I embarrass, I embarrass, I'm embarrassed by how little I read my email and how like not current I am. But dude, if you put something on LinkedIn, I'm probably going to see it. Right. Yeah. And if, yeah. and if, and if those two minutes bring me value, then I'm going to be like, Oh man, I got an email from Will. I got to go check it out. Right. <laughs> so it's all about being in all these different ecosystems and just being there present yeah. because that's the stuff that nurtures your relationships and contextualizes for your present clients and your future clients about whether or not they want to renew with you, they want to start with you, whether they want to upgrade with you. And it just keeps reminding them of how smart you are. You know? <laughs> well, there, there's a benefit. So let's get practical with that, right? Because you're, you're absolutely right. That's the, 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 the biggest thing that, that is kind of the roadblock in people's minds, right? Is they, they hear about content or people come to them content. There's a ton of people pitching them content creation and content management and all these different things. Yep. And, you know, they, then you hear somebody like Gary Vee, you know, come out and it's like, oh, you should be making 60 pieces of content a day, a day. And it's just like, all right, no, stop, you know, check out. Now let me just go back to what I was doing. And like, these kids are crazy. So, Give us some practical tips on, you know, how people like, you know, they, they don't have to be in 15 ecosystems at once, right? It's a gradual thing. You know, you kind of build up, like start from one spot, right? Like just like in, you know, even if you just do the little digital, what was that farming game that was so popular on like Armville, right? You know, like you just started with your little garden right here and then you added another one and then you had another one and you kind of cultivate that, that little ecosystem and just build off of it. So yeah. What are, what are some ways some people can kind of integrate that, like you said, with what they're already doing yeah. to, to where do they start? Yeah. Farmville, by the way, is the original NFT. I know that that's a hot word right now, but like the first, the first time that everybody started being like, yeah, I'll pay $15 for an internet rake, <laughs> right? That's, that's an NFT for the record. Um, yeah. so, so where do you start? Will is right here, man, is recording conversations with people. The anything, anything that you record, it's kind of like having a diary, man. Anything that, anything that you write in your diary will serve you later on. If you go back and look at it, it's never a wasted effort to catalog and keep track of the things that you're doing so that you can then go back and reflect or show somebody. Right. So for me, it's recording these conversations. My first iteration of content was telling people at every conference that I wanted to go to, that I was going to follow up with them with like a 15 minute call where I was just going to record kind of like what they got out of it, who they met, whatever. Cause I wanted to just start keeping track of the people that I met and the things that, that mattered to them. Nowadays I can go back to that content and I've repurposed it multiple times. Right. But the, the first thing is to understand the value that you have to offer people and understand why people are coming to you and what kind of person is coming to you or who you're trying to attract and understand that you have a certain amount of value to give them and they have a whole bunch of other stuff that they need that is ancillary to the ecosystem of that value that you're trying to create, right? So if you can take a really good inventory of that and understand what value the people you're trying to serve, you can offer, 
then you can find a way to serve the people that hold the keys to the doors that you want to open by looking around your network, looking around the people that are in that ecosystem already that you want to serve or the people that you know that can serve them as well or people within arm's length and start recording conversations that you can then share. Early on, pre-COVID, I'd be out at a networking event and I'd meet somebody like a Will Dukes and be like, oh my God, so yeah, the sales farming analogy, that's brilliant. Hold on a second. I'd whip up my phone and I'd say, Will, tell me how sales is like farming. And you'd explain your whole, your whole thing and I would just record it, clip, put it on LinkedIn and say, just met this guy, Will Dukes, tagging you. He thinks sales is like farming. What do you think, right? Just starting to see your content stream as a stage and starting to see that stage as the important thing, not being the star of the stage, but being the stage itself. And the more that you're able to highlight other people and tag them on social media, the better the chance is that A, you're going to make a great relationship with that person that you just put on your stage. And B, you're going to make other relationships with their network, right? Because how LinkedIn works and how the, all these other algorithms work is that first, your content, if it, it gets shown to your audience and the, per, and, and the person who you've tagged audience. And then once it starts getting shown to the person that you've tagged audience, if you're making it about them, psychologically, their friends go, oh, Will's on TV. Let me check it out. And then when they're checking it out, they're like, oh, who's this guy that's interviewing them? And there's a certain percentage of them that are going to tap into checking you out. And that's how you start growing your network organically on these, on these platforms. It's just by showcasing a little bit about what you have to say and everything about all the interesting people that you think can serve your audience. It, it's, it's networking 101, right? It's like, who are you? What do you know? And who can I introduce you to? Simple. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Now it's just at, at scale and speed, right? Yeah. Yeah. That comes along with it. So what, just to kind of, kind of wrap this up, what are some of the big mistakes that you see people doing it? Like where, where are they getting in over their head or where are they, where are they doing things that are, that are maybe getting them frustrated to the point that they don't want to do it anymore or, you know, kind of going off the rails. What could yeah, they avoid? There's, there's two sides of it, man. There is, there is the part where they stay in their head, right? Like uh, you're not a writer until you actually put words on paper, <laughs> right? Okay. Uh, no, matter, no matter what book you got in your head, you're not a writer yet until you get it down on paper. So, you know, content creation is one of these things where people think that they are on TV and they have to produce this like overly produced thing, but it's just not true, man. These are not press releases. These are press conferences, Right. So the first thing is to start iterating and to start actually doing it. The easiest way, I think, to break into that, just tell yourself you're going to go live on Facebook for the next 30 days in a row. Pop on your camera, go live on Facebook and say something that you've been thinking about. Tell people what your day's been. Tell some, you know, like just talk about, man, I had these three meetings. You know, one of them was this call with Will. He brought up his farming analogy on sales. I never get tired of that one. It goes like this. You farm the toilet, da, 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 and tell and tell the story a couple of times. And what you'll start noticing is that those reps are what's important. It's like doing push-ups, man. Yeah. Um, that's yeah. the first thing. And then the other thing you're going to notice is that the true value in this thing is the feedback, right? It's Absolutely. The, 100% feedback. Yeah. yeah. It's the idea that if you're putting stuff out there, even if it sucks, uh, at least you know. <laughs> and if it's good, you know, and you can use it some more, right? So- All right. Yeah, I call that, you know, I got some friends that are brilliant about content called the Biz Bros. They call that minimum viable content, right? Like you got to get the bare minimum out there, right? Like your minimum viable product. You got to get the bare minimum out there. And often that comes in the shape of a live 
you know, alive on Instagram or on, or, or on YouTube or on, or on Facebook, whatever, because once you've gone live, you know that that thing existed and whether or not you want to take that and edit it some more later because it wasn't perfect, it's already out there. So you at least have the chance to get the feedback, right? So yeah. um, the important thing is to start well, putting and the, it out there. The other thing that I'll say on that too is like the expectation is also not as high if it's something that's live, right? Like people just kind of naturally get it. Like if you're just walking through the park or, you know, I'm walking on the, you know, out on the farm and just decide to go live, yeah. like nobody's going to expect, you know, me to have all my, my lights turned on and my Yeti mic and all that kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. Like it's so you, you can just kind of get out there and that's probably the better place to, to begin. Yeah. That's, that's the place to begin. Cause it's, it's either not getting it out there or trying to do too much, right? Like there's, there's just a whole world of friction in between the just turn on the camera and pub and, and go live and then actually publishing it. Like once you, once you record something and you're like, well, I kind of want to edit this thing out. I'm going to do that later, but no, maybe I just want to take another take. Right. So you never put it out there, man. So, so, yeah. so, so just putting it out there is the first thing. And then the second thing is just, you know, I know when I started my podcast, I wanted it to sound like Lewis's houses podcast, right? Like I wanted to have a custom intro and I want to quote for everything and I want a custom outro. And that just became daunting. It's, it's the idea that you're building in the open with content, right? Like don't wait yeah. for it to be perfect. Like let it go, put it out there. Nowadays, if you go, I'm about to release my hundredth episode of my podcast, by the way, you're going to be one Oh one. So you're coming out next week also, but such a great episode for a former teacher, right? It is. That's, that's what I thought about it. Right. Like, um, so if you go back to my first episode of my podcast, it sounds terrible, bro. Right. And, and I can, I can sit here and be embarrassed about it. Or I can sit here and be like, look, man, if you listen now, it sounds awesome. I've got this like song in it that I wrote and I got all this like cool stuff of how I preface all of it. And my intros are sick. And if you listen to the first one, it's, it sounds like a, it sounds like I'm doing it from the back of a lawnmower and it's terrible, but you get to see the growth, man. Like you, you get yeah. to, yeah, like, yeah. it's like going back to your diary from high school and be like, bah, and at 18, I thought I could write. I can't, I couldn't write, you know, like it's, it's, wow. it's the benefit of seeing the growth, man. It's really tangible and it's wonderful. Well, it's the second time, you know, and it's, it's no secret that I'll, I'll record multiple of these on, uh, on one day and, um, uh, you know, talk to different folks. Cause they, everybody just kind of, just kind of fits in in different parts of the, the, the cycle, but you know, it's, it's probably, you know, called a message from the universe or whatever you want to want to say, but like, you know, you're the, the, this is the second conversation today. We've been talking largely about the iterative process, just get started and you're not trying to, to be perfect on the first go round. It's just version 1.0. And the next time it can be version 1.01 and 1.024 or whatever. And then, then, then all of a sudden something big and new, you know, completely comes in and now it's version 2.0 and just think about getting it to that next, next version and putting out there and like, you know, nobody expects perfection. Like that's it, a lot of that, a lot of that mess is in your head. And so, you know, imperfect progress is better than perfect procrastination. So hundred percent, hundred percent. And if you don't like, if you don't put it out there, you just, just got to give it a shot, man. You know, like with the, this content stuff, here's the good news. If it sucks, nobody sees it, right? The algorithm corrects for that. The, like the way that content five, works, maybe 10 people see it, right? Yeah. The way the algorithm works is when you put something out, it's going to show it to like five to 10% of the people that follow you. If none of them interact with it, it buries it. If 
if all of them interact with it, it shows it to them and their friends, right? So it really doesn't matter, man. If it sucks, you're going to know because nobody's watching it and nobody's interacting with it. But if it's good, man, you got a shot to go viral, right? So like, it's, it's and, and man, and we, we talk a lot longer about like the long tail and stuff and the different platforms and kind of get into all the different tactical mess on that. But like, especially on LinkedIn, the long tail on LinkedIn is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. So I'll have people like, I posted something like, two months ago and all of a sudden somebody new is on there and like leaving a comment or, or uh you know or liking it and stuff and so i mean it's it's wild how how these different things can uh can work and so you know you put them out there and like i like i tell people too like even if what you put out in the beginning is just complete and utter bullshit bullshit builds the soil you know give it a, <laughs> give it a chance to and, and and it can make amendments right and eventually it'll all gonna get there so Pablo Gonzalez, thank you, sir. Again, I know we are uh, pretty much out of time and we both got to get on to our next meetings. Tell people very quickly how they can follow the, the chief connecting. Shoot, I messed it up. But yeah, you got it, man. The, it's imperfect. The chief executive connector podcast. There right? we so go. Chief executive, chief executive connector, connector podcast. Our boy Will Dukes is going to be episode 101. Check that out. Uh, uh, you know, I've got a couple of my two favorite episodes in there are the 2019 and 2020 last call where I'm, I'm doing this tradition where I summarize my year in like a spoken word, rapping and ranting kind of way that I put behind a beat. So those are my two favorite episodes. It's episode seven and episode 69, but Will's going to be episode 101, Chief Executive there you go. Podcast. I would love third to connect. You. Yeah, third third favorite episode, I'm sure. There you go. <laughs> and how do they connect? If they wanted to follow you on LinkedIn or any of those other channels, are they, yeah. are they out there? Find me through you, man. Listen, Pablo Gonzalez is like finding John Smith of people that normally have six kids. Uh, so it's it's really, really hard to find me. But I think I think my LinkedIn tail is like LinkedIn, you know, dot com slash Pablo the Connector or something like that. But if you put Pablo Gonzalez with a Z at the end, connect. We'll with have me. we'll make sure the link is there. And I know we we've we've got you tied in. Yeah, on. but yeah, connect with Pablo dot com is my personal homepage. So connect with Pablo dot com also. But excellent. I, go, to the, go to the go to the podcast. Listen to my podcast. That's my favorite. All right. Well, that, that's going to be the that's going to be the key thing, and and all that information that Pablo just kind of dumped on us right now, and uh, and has in this podcast. I hope you can go and take and uh, apply and get your hands dirty and grow your business with it.